Our reflection this morning is chapter 20, 1 to, uh, 1 to 15 or 16. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going about nine and eight o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, you two go into the vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off, and he went out again at noon and around three o'clock, and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, he found others standing around and said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning it with the last and ending with the first. And when those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I'm not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Am I not free to do as I wish for my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Every year, we hear and listen to this parable to make sense out of how to make an unfair situation fair. Imagine giving someone who works only one hour the same pay as someone who worked 12 hours. It just doesn't wash. But if you take the parable out of our modern way of thinking and put it in the big biblical contents, that is in the context with all of the parables that have the same message that slaps us in the face with surprise, then it's not as crazy as it sounds. Let me take four other parables that are precise variations of this parable and maybe we can see the point. First, there is the parable of the unforgiving servant with its message of God's extraordinary capacity to forgive someone with a huge debt who in no way could pay it back. Then there are the familiar stories of the lost sheep, the woman with the lost coin, and the prodigal son. In each of these stories, we see how God acts towards us in a way that, would not, that we would not naturally expect. They, are, they all reveal a God who comes to us in love and mercy, not as a harsh judge who wants to punish us for our sins. These five parables show God's radical and surprising ways with us. No first century king would forgive a huge debt any more than the Visa or MasterCard would cancel thousands of dollars on our credit card debt. No sensible shepherd would leave 99 sheep at huge risk to go looking for one lost animal. And I do not think any sane woman would sweep her house looking for a single lost coin worth 10 cents. And certainly no first century father would freely forgive his wayward son 
running to meet him, and then throwing a party to celebrate his return. A proper father would most likely put, up on, put him on probation for a while to see if he was serious about repenting. For some fathers, that would be considered merciful. The same is true of the workers who had labored all day in the scorching heat, felt that they had been cheated, and when they discovered who started work an hour before quitting, received the same pay as they did. But you see, the driving force is at work here in the other parables. The late hour workers are indebted, are the indebted servant, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the prodigal son. They're all the same character. In all these stories, Jesus is claiming that each of us is of infinite worth to God, no matter who or what we have done or not done how long we have or haven't worked. The indebted, lost, later folk are given undeserved kindness and mercy. And these parables are not about fairness or labor management relations. It is a story about God, a God who leaves 99 to search for one, who sweeps a house for 10 cents, who embraces a son who has fled him and who gives one-hour workers too much money. It's a story designed for us to step back and ask, what kind of God is this who shatters all human expectations? To bring home the point, if you have seen the play or read the book by Victor Hugo, Les Miserables, the central character is Jean Valjean who after 19 years has been released from prison. He has been sentenced to jail for stealing a loaf of bread to feed the children in his family. Freed at last, he comes out and he is a bitter man. He is denied food and lodging because no one wants an ex-convict around. Finally, a kindly bishop invites him home, offering him a meal and a bed. The bishop puts out his finest silver plates on the table, and Valjean dines with him. During the night, Valjean wakes up, steals the bishop's silver plates, and sneaks out of the house. The police catch him. He lies about the silver plates, saying the bishop gave them to him as a gift. They take him back to the bishop's house, and the bishop exclaims that he is glad to see him because he wanted to give him the silver candlesticks as well. The gendarmes have no choice but to let him go. And this amazing act of forgiveness and mercy makes such a deep impression on Jean Valjean that he is transformed into a new person who spends the rest of his life serving others and showing mercy to them. The bishop is the forgiving master of the indebted servant the farmer looking for the lost sheep, the house sweeper searching for a lousy dime, the father embracing a hippie son. God, he acts irrationally. Who puts out silver for, silverware for a thief? Who pretends that he gave away his silver to the same thief and is glad to claim the silver candlesticks as well? The bishop is God. He is the master in the parables who acts generously to people who did not earn or deserve his generosity. 
And God acts in your life and mine in the same way. God shows us his grace and mercy when we least deserve it. And like Jean Valjean, we are transformed when we truly experience such gracious love. And so in summary, there are cries from the lost servant, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son, and the lost workers and their cries were heard by God, who lost both his mind and heart, went out and found them.